Okay, so we're gonna recap a little bit. Last time, Popo got shot real bad. He got shot in the chest, and luckily they were able to get him back to the mansion and start healing him up. But his companions had to deal with the Crimson Scales trying to kill Popo. Uh, we're not sure why, but they did say right before they shot that the king sends his regards. Uh, during that fight, Silas did control Muddle for a half second, and it was really weird for everybody involved. Uh-huh. <laughs> Super hated it. Yeah. Uh, Muddle also got, uh, teleported to that same place that they've been before, um... And uh, I, I think that creeped them out a little bit, understandably. Oh, we met a new person. Loop. Loop is a uh, pretty famous uh, bard. We met the Dolly Parton of Halflings. Basically, yeah, the Dolly Parton of Halflings. Um, she is adorable, and you can see her uh, portrait if you haven't yet. You can see her portrait in the references tab. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, she's she's just adorable and fantastic. She helped. Uh, kill some of the um, uh, Crimson Scales. However, one of them did get away. You guys don't know where they are, but later on, Pater did come and tell you that uh, that specific Crimson Scale was captured, uh, but you don't know his um, uh, fate. Uh, let's see. The last thing that you guys did was head back to the mansion, uh, finding that the um, Bare Bones Barracks are now available for you guys uh, to take up. Um, it's it's not the official rooms. Uh, I wasn't sure if I made that clear last time. That these aren't your actual rooms. Uh, they are the barracks for uh, the guards. Um, so yeah, uh, you guys uh, got back to the mansion, uh, got your uh, uh, little rooms. <laughs> uh, however, one room wasn't so little. Um, because Muddle is sort of footing the bill, uh, kind of, for this entire... Uh, situation now because I think Muddle gave uh, Longgrass like a thousand platinum pieces. I think it was like 1,200. It was like 1,200 platinum pieces. It was ridiculous. And um, so Muddle actually gets their own uh, little bungalow specifically uh, built and designed uh, for their Garuda needs. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, there's that. But then uh, a Garuda and Omruda from the council showed up looking for Muddle, as they have been for the past couple of days. Um, Muddle then uh, went to Dax uh, to see if he can confront uh, these these two. And um, Dax, what was your impression of these uh, uh, two council members? Uh, I mean, they kind of sucked. Seemed like they kind of sucked? They seemed like they kind of sucked. <laughs> well, they were after Muddle, and Muddle didn't want them to be, so they sucked. Okay, yeah. No, that that is a that is fair. That is fair. We also didn't like each other. I remember that. <laughs> All right. So now that we are back and caught up and everyone's doing fine, um, we're actually going to slide over to inside the mansion. Popo. You wake up in a sweat. You don't feel good at all. And you look around and you're in a room um, that looks like it could be some sort of medical thing. There's a lot of different kinds of tinctures and ointments on shelves all over the place, but it does look a little bit sparse considering, uh, its size. Um, and over near a desk, sort of working by herself, uh, is Yoka Gro, um, who notices that you have woken up, turns back to you and says, Oh! Thank the stars you're actually alive. How do you feel, where, Popo? Where am I? You're, uh, well, I was gonna say, like, the 
medical area of the mansion, but this is sort of like, I don't know, it's kind of shitty. Anyway, it's, uh, my, my little area of the, uh, of the mansion. I, um, I got you here and I, I, I noticed that there was apparently poison on the bullet that struck you. So I, uh, had to take care of that for you. Are you, are you feeling okay? I feel like death. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. So, uh, the Where's wound the is... What's that? Where's the team? Oh, they're, um, they're just waking up, I guess. Uh, I've been here sort of all night looking after you, making sure that you, uh, <laughs> making sure that you come back. And, uh, it was touch and go there for a little while, but, uh, glad you're okay. <sighs> I, will, I will say, um, Ryloff came a couple hours ago and told me that, uh, once you woke up, he, uh... He wanted you to go up near the mine, uh, about a quarter mile, maybe half mile away from here, and uh, meet him there. Okay. Um, she points out where your things are, and uh, again, you don't have your armor yet. Uh, you are basically in regular clothing, um, walking around, and once you get up, you do notice that, yeah, your 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 limbs are a little bit numb, you're a little bit shaky on your knees, um, but for all intents and purposes, other than a bandage on your chest, you feel pretty good. What all else right. are you doing? I'll gather, my, I'll gather my things and go get my armor. Go get your armor? Yes. So, yeah, you make it outside, uh, and you actually see Dax sort of standing kind of intimidatingly uh, as he watches uh, a Garuda and Omruda uh, leave the property. Dax, what are you doing? Uh, I was about to go back inside and uh, see Muddle. All right. Well, you turn around and you see Popo. Oh, okay. Hey, buddy. How are you feeling? Um, I'm, I'm here. I'm alive. Uh, ready to help as much as I can figure out what the hell is going on cool well uh you did get shot yes yes i did glad you're not dead you want to go inside let's All let's right. go inside we're gonna go inside so you guys head back in um muddle what have you been doing as dax has taken care of these uh two pursuers uh muddle has been like kind of pacing back and forth like trying <laughs> to and like slowly pe- trying to peer out the window and went on <laughs> <laughs> now i feel like muddle's like uh, like i have to tell them i guess at this point okay okay <laughs> uh so yeah you are in the main chamber uh it's not quite done like uh the staircase is bare bones it's basically just functional stairs uh to the up upper floor oh i thought it was in dax's room uh yeah, Muddle's uh, in Dax's room. Are you in Dax's room? Yeah, I was in Dax's room. Not IFI's room. Right. Right. However, IFI is in Dax's room, still sleeping. No, no. no? no. It was the opposite. No. Oh, it was the opposite. Right. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. My bad. My bad. She has a more comfy room than Dax does. So Dax <laughs> Muddle out of her room and led Muddle into his own room. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you, uh, you head back into your room, Dax, and Popo's following, uh, and you see Muddle there pacing. Okay, got rid of him for you. Okay, thank Thank you very much. Um, so Dax will probably relate to Muddle everything that they said. Okay. For information. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is why they were looking for you. Okay, all right. Well, I guess maybe I should not be afraid, but I don't, uh, I am, so that, remember that Amruta that we saw 
before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not like looking for, um, they, they were more interested for like others, mm-hmm. other than like stuff. Is Popo there too? Uh, yeah, Popo's there too. Oh, okay. So this may be hard to believe, but I am not, uh, trying to search for the right words. Yeah. I, I, I want, I, I want Francis to search for the right words. I know. No, I know. Francis knows what she's going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but Muddle does not. Muddle's like, Muddle doesn't have as big vocabulary. Right, stuff. right, uh, right. <laughs> Muddle would not pass the SATs. Um, <laughs> so Muddle's like, uh, like. Uh, there's like, so, uh, and Muddle's saying all these ums and uhs, oh, yeah, by the way. For sure. Yeah. So, um, it's very hard for me to say this because, like, I was told that, like, I could only, like, say these things in someone I was, I could trust and stuff. But, um, I was not born like you were or like the normal living things were and stuff. So that's why I think it's the Amruta was following me before because I'm kind of special-ish. So I'm scared that these other Amruta and Garuda people would definitely see through that and everything. Potentially (laughs) kill me or whatever they would do to something like me. Wait, you weren't born like a... How were you born? I was just like, I don't know what to do. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Um, Dax, for for the record, unfamiliar with the birthing process of Amruta and Garuda, so... (laughs) Oh, no, Um, you... you, uh, Dax, you you would know. I mean, it's... They're birds, so... Uh, they yeah. hatch just like any other bird like would. Egg. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to assume that feels prejudiced. Bird <laughs> 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 equals egg. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, y- you would know that. Basically, it's it's common knowledge that uh, uh, Omruda and Garuda are the only ones who hatch, uh, except okay. for Drakenkin. They also hatch, but uh, yeah. Okay, well. Then, then Dax did assume that Muddle was not born like him, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, how how were you how were you born then? Um, is that your personal question? You don't have to answer that, but it's very complicated, and I don't think you'd believe right now. I mean, try me. Uh, I could, I believe a lot of weird things. Um, uh, basically, I was like wished into existence. By a child. Believe that. A child. So a child yes. wished for you. <laughs> yes. I don't know what I rolled for, but I rolled an 18 for it. So Dax believes Muddle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, to suspend disbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a flat 18. So Dax's like, yeah, that makes sense that with what I know out. about Muddle. <laughs> All right. About magic in general. So yeah, yeah, the the one thing both of you uh <laughs> the one thing both of you understand is that you don't understand much about magic necessarily. Popo, you have a pretty good understanding about like the relationship between the star's light, the sun's light, and the the planet that you guys are on. Um you you understand how to speak uh the the language of magic. However, what Muddle just said is still astounding. 
Uh, it is something that, I mean, is not out of the realm of possibility for magic. There is definitely magic that could do something like that. Um, I mean, there's even rumors that a cat can talk, but there is, uh... <laughs> see what no, you hold there. on, that's too much. Hobo's secretly on the search for that cat? Just, just <laughs> nice, <quiet>. nice. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's in the realm of possibility, but it's still as I said, quite amazing. Um, yeah. So, so, so in essence, you? I'm not really real-ish. I'm like not real-ish. Real-ish. Yes. Like from what I was told, a high powerful wizard could just like get away with like a counter spell or whatever, or dispel magic. Yeah, dispel, dispel magic. Yeah, dispel magic. Right. Oh. And who was this kid that wished upon you? I wish to not say that right now it was way too personal of a question to ask me right now okay. Keep yourself, model. that's fine so model's like shaking right now so, Dex, is, Dex is gonna lead Muddle to, uh, I, I guess, the bed, unless he's got a chair in in the room, and and let Muddle sit down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there's basically a bed, a small dresser, or more more like a a, a footlocker, um, and a chair and a small small desk. It is bare bones. Dax, you're used to this. This is like the lap of luxury. Um, when you were in the battlefield, like you would have killed for a bed and a, and a fucking footlocker and even a desk. But yeah, um, Popo, you're pretty much used to this. Uh, this is sort of exactly the situation that you had back home, uh, on your Island. Uh, there's, you know, space is, uh, a, a commodity in, uh, Thade. So you're sort of used to these sparse living conditions as well. On top of that, you are also kind of monk-ish. Uh, you give up your your personal possessions and things. Um, so, yeah, you guys try and calm Muddle down after they um, gave you this truth about them. Um, but down the hall, you hear a small fist pounding on the door of Dax's neighbor, Silas. That's cool. unfortunate Dax. because Silas is not there. He's not? Dax. No. Yeah, Silas remember he slept in. Yeah. That's right. So Dax is going to, I guess, poke his head out of the door and find out what the fuck is going on in the hallway. You see Longgrass there dressed to the nines, suit, tie. He looks fantastic. Um, and he's trying desperately not to be incredibly angry, uh, but he's uh, pretty angry. And he's like, Silas, get your fucking ass up. We have to go. But Dax is going to lean in the doorway and say, hey, he's not here. He snaps his attention over to you and he looks you up and down and says, why the fuck aren't you dressed? Dressed? In that? Yeah. Uh, fine. Ah, uh, God. Where okay. Are we going? The council chain. What do you mean where we're going? Get your shit together. Going? Where's Where's Silas? He's not answering his door. He pounds again on the door. I Silas, get your ass up! He's not here. What? Where is he? Where is he? Already at the council? Shit. Am I late? You might be. I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well. I just need you to know the answer is yes. He is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Silas was born and raised in this On fucking time. world. He That's knows true. better. That's true. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Longgrass actually, like, tries to compose himself. He's like, all right, fine. Just get your ass down to the council chambers. We have a long day ahead of us, okay? Okay. And he turns on his heel, and he is out the door. Uh, and just before you poke your head uh, <laughs> back into your room... You actually see uh, Zandros. You see Zandros sort of like 
waddling behind him. He's also dressed really nicely. You've never seen him dressed like this. Usually he's like mostly shirtless uh, or just covered in soot and uh, wood chippings. And like he's he's a blue collar dude in all respects. But it's kind of strange to see like his beard has all like is all combed and and it looks good. Uh, he has like special silver uh, uh, dangly bits all over his beard. Uh, and he like looks over to you and he gives you a single nod and heads out the door. This is not good. Yeah, this is fine. I guess Dax will Dax thought he was dressed, but I guess he'll change. Sure. He put on a shirt. He's <laughs> dressed ish. Right? No, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't put on a shirt. He went no, out. I, there. No, I remember you going out in dad fashion with just pants on. Yeah, yeah. Then Dax will put on a shirt and then he'll be dressed. It's fine. You intimidated the Garuda and Omruda with your dad bod. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't have dad bod. He's got like ripped dad bod. <laughs> yeah, like ripped dad. Like, like <laughs> gym dad. dad. Gym yeah. dad bod. Just became a dad dad bod. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you, uh, you start getting, uh, dressed and stuff. Uh, let's go over to Loop. Loop is in the fancier, slightly fancier, uh, uh, guest bedroom of the mansion on the other wing, closer to the kitchen, closer to like the dining, uh, room. Um, you're getting up. Uh, it's, it's nice and calm. You did, however, uh, uh, become awake by the pounding of a door, uh, down uh, the hall, uh, and now you're awake and and uh, in this mansion. Um. Okay. So I guess she'll go investigate that. Just you know, the last time she hung out with these guys, things kind of went wild. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's fair. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it takes you a second just to get uh, uh, your stuff together and get dressed enough out of your uh, whatever you sleep in, um, and uh, into something more presentable. Uh, and you pop your head out and you see long grass, uh, long grass yelling basically at a shirtless Dax on the other end of the, uh, uh, the wing there. And, um, yeah, then, uh, long grass leaves. You see a dwarf who you've never met before, uh, follow after him. And, uh, and there you are in the hallway. Whoever she can see. Did I miss something? Uh, Dax, you, you would be able to see, uh loop from where you are um dax dax pulling on his shirt to try and leave because long grass is mad at him again he's like oh uh i guess we have to go to a council meeting i guess guess i guess i don't know i don't do diplomacy shit hey that's fair neither do i lucky you you're not being made to go <laughs> i guess so could i go though i don't know if i get kicked out of the council chamber you could at least keep me company right more the merrier yeah well tag along for sure. Um, so, Dax, you are now dressed. Uh, Muddle, how are you feeling? Uh, most of them feel great, but they don't really want to be left alone. For sure. So, uh, then I probably just do alter self. So I look like a human. Um, it says like same basic shape. Can I look like a child or do I have to be still like six foot eight? Um, you can just... go You can go up or down a couple of feet, but okay. like it depends on what kind of child you're talking. If you're ta- talking about like a like a eight year old. Uh, yeah. If you're talking about like a 12 or 13 year old. Uh, yeah. I could, uh, like a 10 year old. Yeah. Splitting the difference there. <laughs> making me really, uh, you would be quite a tall 10 year old. I was also a tall 10 year old as actual human child. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I do that? You could do that. Yeah. So, uh, then I can just be, uh, is da- is Dax like still like sticking his head out? Uh, no, he's, he's now slipped on his shirt. Uh, he's slipped okay. on his shirt. And he, I guess he's, he's leaving. He's on his way. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend to be like a tall 10 year old. <laughs> I'll still kind of like 
look it like like muddle as a as like a human so i still have like one brown eye one blue eye um okay and like darker skin and stuff okay uh, so wonderful and then i'll just like be like pretend i'm uh i'll like just try to walk behind uh dax and be like pretend that you found me and i'm just your child or whatever <laughs> Or something. <laughs> Popo feels he needs to get ready. So Popo will get ready. <laughs> yeah, your clothes are kind of covered in blood. Um, your own blood, but still blood. Uh, yeah, so uh, you uh, you head back into... Um, you actually don't have a room yet. Uh, all your things are sort of like in the main chamber. By the way, um, for those who didn't catch it, uh, there is a pedestal in the center of the main chamber, sort of uh, a couple of feet from where the stairs start. Um, and on that uh, pedestal is uh, a seeker sitting there uh, in a very meditative state, um, and his eyes are still turned off. Um, also, there is no sign of El Ryla. You guys are not sure where El Ryla got off to. So, Popo, after you find your things as best you can, um, you put on a, a new shirt. Um, actually, you know what, Popo? This is going to be more Popo fun. Popo uses clothes beam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is going to be more fun. You don't have any extra clothes. You're a, you're a very simple kind of guy. You don't have a lot of extra stuff. You basically have one shirt, one pair of pants, and your full set of armor. Uh, you have, I'm sure, underwear, a bunch of pairs of underwear, because everyone should have more than one pair of underwear. But <laughs> you don't have any shirts. So instead, Dax is pretty much your size. <laughs> hey, Dax. Do you need to borrow something, buddy? Most likely, yes. All right. <laughs> Dax will give him clothes to wear. <laughs> Great. Um, Bobo, it is a bit tight on you. Uh, it looks like you have uh, purposefully put on a, a shirt that is too tight to show off your uh, big muscles. Um, but uh, it works. Perfect. Silas. Been here for... Way too long. Way too long. A couple hours, probably. Not, mm, <laughs> long, not two hours long. All right. Well, uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, cool. Roughly that. Um, you've watched a bunch of clerks and a bunch of uh, uh, important looking people coming and going uh, from outside. Where are you? Are you inside the council? Are you outside the council? I'm wherever they would have someone like me waiting. Uh, okay. Um, well, because you haven't been officially sworn in as the Godwin uh, liaison, uh, you're not as important as you should be um, if you were sworn in. So you're probably just outside milling about in the courtyard, uh, just outside, uh, down the steps. Mm -hmm. Um you can sort of imagine this as a, a courthouse, a real nice looking courthouse. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, a bunch of people in finely dressed, um, uh, tailored uh, accoutrement are walking hither and yon, carrying uh, papers and briefcases. Uh, they look uh, very important. Down the road, you see a very frazzled, uh, slightly sweaty long grass coming towards you. Uh, he looks good, he's dressed nicely, uh, but his face is just the very picture of overwhelmed. I have never felt so much joy <laughs> at seeing someone else suffer. <coughs> he looks up at you and he's like, huh, okay, good, you're here. Um, so, uh, late. what's that? Running a little late. Uh, yeah, I had to get um, my papers in order. Where are your papers? Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts off this, uh, up, up the steps. Um, <laughs> before you turn to go up the steps, you do see uh, Zandros, uh, looking better than he ever has, uh, coming towards you as well. Um, he's actually smoking, uh, a cigar, 
uh, and walking with uh, just unbridled confidence uh, as he's coming closer to you. Uh, he catches your gaze, single nod, and nod. keeps walking. <laughs> you look good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in as well. All right. I'm not even going to wait for everybody else. I don't yeah. know who this random child is with Dax. I'm just, whatever. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, you, you head in, and um, this place is, you, you've been, been in the first part before, but you are led deeper into the council chambers, and this place is built for a statement, and that statement is power. I rolled a 19 and not being impressed, but go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you've, you've been in chambers like this before. It's, it's slightly shorter than the one you have back at home, um, so you're, you're used to this kind of thing. Uh, but uh, Longgrass, on the other hand, is um, very nervous. He's looking up at the rafters. He's looking at the uh, people coming and going so quickly. Uh, and he's making sure that he is keeping a wide berth, uh, uh, making sure that no one comes close to him. Uh, his head is on a swivel. It's, it's, it's as if he's in combat. Like, he has rolled initiative, and I'm keeping track of his initiative. Um, but uh, you are... Yeah. Silas is going to offer something. All right. Going to walk up to him, kind of look down at him, go, that up, going to think you're shit. And they will pounce. <laughs> he takes going to just walk away. He takes a small breath, and he kind of calms down a little bit. You can see his, like, a weight has, has sort of been lifted from his shoulders, so that definitely helped something. Um, and, uh, yeah, this uh, large chamber um, sort of leads deeper into uh, the council chambers directly, and uh, behind open double doors that are easily two stories tall by themselves, uh, you see the uh, large round room that constitutes as the council chambers. There are a bunch of people there, um, maybe almost a hundred people sitting in chairs and benches. You look up and you see the second level of observers uh, and other uh, pages and, and scholars and, you know, people who are uh, watching these proceedings um, with more of a, not an involvement uh, mindset. Um, you are directed by an usher, actually, uh, an official usher. And uh, you and Longgrass are uh, told to wait on a specific side of this uh, round room. Uh, and uh, you're pretty close, actually, to the center. And this this is sort of a sunken... Uh, like a sunken chamber? Yeah, like a sunken chamber. So... Uh, it's about 20 rows of seats that lead down into a round table um, that uh, faces out uh, towards the rest of uh, Yeah, and you guys are led to these chairs. I sit. <laughs> uh, Dax, Muddle, uh, Loop, and Popo, you guys uh, also experience this as you guys come in. You guys are in this uh, grand council chambers. Looking around at the fancy people milling about, filing in one after the other, looking fancier and fancier as they come. Um, let's see. Let's go for Muddle. You're here with us, right? Yes, as a child. Yes, as a child. <laughs> uh, you're looking around these council chambers, looking at all these fancy people. Uh, how, how are you doing? After you, um, you know, told Popo and Dax of this incredibly personal and incredibly secretive thing that you have been... Uh, holding on to for quite a little, uh, quite a long time. What's, uh, what's going through your head? Um, so, uh, Muddle's, like, a little confused how, why, like, Dax and Popo just kind of took it as, like, okay, <laughs> that's neat. This might as well Thanks. happen. <laughs> Thank you for sharing something about your life. Okay. 
<laughs> it's deeply personal, but you know, cool beans. Um, but life has to go on, and we're we're kind of so I'm like shape shift shape shifted ish. Okay, um, and into a child. Yeah, into a child. Um, <laughs> holding holding Dax's hand, by the way. We're just rolling with it at this point. Oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah, it it is a little bit odd that a child is is here. No one has really stopped this from happening. Um, but you know, this is like the central government of the entire continent and, uh, a, a child is just chilling here attended. Thankfully. <laughs> Good. It's take your kid to the council meeting today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dax is a, I mean, Dax yeah, Dax is important ish, right? He's all their dads anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, uh, uh, Dax is tangentially important. He is employed, yeah. uh, quote unquote, by a, an important person uh, and protecting another important person. So. Double employed. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. double employed here. Yeah. Uh, so the rest of you, Loop, uh, uh, Popo, Dax, and Muddle, you guys find your seats. Um, Dax, you're actually ushered away from the rest of them. Uh, well, all right. You are ushered closer towards um, where Longgrass and Silas are. Uh, this is your first time seeing Silas today, Ooh. and he looks like he's in his his element. This is a little bored already, but <laughs> Dax uh, Dax probably looks very out of his element. He fucking hates this shit. Yeah. Um, so he's just gonna sit next to Silas and glance at him like you, you got this right because Dax does not want to speak. Silas just shrugs. Popo's just Popo's just wondering how he can feel comfortable in this suit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a little weird. Uh, it, it doesn't quite was fit Dax, you. Was Dax dragged away from his child? Uh, yes, Muddle, you are now with Popo and Luke. Oh, cool. Wait, wait to separate a man from his child. Thanks. Older <laughs> brother Popo. So, uh, as uh, everybody starts uh, uh, really calming down in the chamber, um, there is a blast of a horn. Uh, a couple of, of uh, sort of celebratory blasts of horns following. Um, and then the crier comes out announcing the arrival of the council members. I had a long time to pull up this list and I forgot to pull it up. So let me just... So the crier <laughs> announces the names uh, Obodan and a large orc uh, dressed in uh, very traditional orc uh, clothing comes out. Uh, solemn. Uh, almost angry look on his face, and he takes his seat. Arak and a Garuda comes out. Uh, Muddle, you instantaneously recognize this person. Dax, you also recognize this Garuda as the Garuda who was at uh, the mansion uh, not but an hour or so ago. Um, Adria Sayek uh, comes out, and she is clearly a Thadian human woman. Um, with sort of olive skin dressed in a gorgeous gown uh, that has uh, a train behind it. Um, and she uh, elegantly and gracefully takes her seat. Uh, and then Enburn Sill, a human, uh, a human man. He is very, very pasty white uh, with dark black hair. Uh, and he sort of looks up at the rest of the crowd, almost expecting them uh, to give him a standing ovation. And when he doesn't, uh, or when they don't, rather, they he kind of gets uh, a little bit annoying. You can see it sort of crossing his face for a moment. Cool. I hate him already. <laughs> he Hesp uh, comes out, and this is a female goblin um, who is uh, very short, uh, very skinny, and uh, is wearing the traditional uh, fancy person uh, goblin 
attire, which is basically a near sheer gauze white dress. Um, and she purposefully and and with with dignity and just uh, tenacity uh, finally gets to uh, her seat. And lastly, the crier calls out for Iden Casper, who is a uh, male dwarf. Uh, he comes out huge, thick, um, white beard, uh, and he actually like uh, grabs the arm of the uh, crier uh, and pulls him down to it, uh, to him, and whispers something in his ear. Uh, and the crier repeats Caspar, and the dwarf nods solemnly and and takes his seat. Silas uses his action to roll his eyes. <laughs> All right. So with the strike of a gavel, the council begins, and it doesn't begin where any of you want it to begin. It begins with incredibly boring and tedious, just droning on, goings on um, in the town. Things where farmers are brought up to account for uh, the lack of a, a bushel of wheat and they are you know ushered away once they give their response and uh the town guard is brought up a town guard is brought up uh to give his testimony in a case um of dealing with a stolen jewelry uh it is clear that whatever you guys were brought in for um is either the headliner of this council meeting um or they are purposefully delaying whatever you guys were brought in for uh, to sort of make you sweat, sort of put you on ice. Um, Silas, you you know what this this does like. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You're you're either like you're either ready to do the headliner thing and yeah. be the boisterous politician that you need to be or you're ready to switch the the snarky politician. Fuck you. Uh, in the most dignified way. We do what way. I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, is Longgrass sweating? Period. Like even more as actually, Longgrass does look pretty good. Okay. But he is feverishly taking notes. You're not sure 100 percent what those notes are, but every time one of the council members speaks, he takes down uh, he, some notes. Is he taking his notes in halfling? Um, go ahead and roll me perception. Uh, pause. Been an hour yet? Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna be. I politely go to the bathroom to re-up my altar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was uh, 16. Uh, 16? Yes, I have a plus four. Oh, wonderful. 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is writing in halfling. Cool. I speak halfling. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> you want to read that? Yes, I do. Okay, for sure. Yes, I do. All right, fantastic. He is writing down almost word for word what the council members are saying. Underneath every single sentence that they complete, he writes little notes about their mannerisms, um, maybe a, a weakness that he might be able to exploit, uh, maybe something that he's concerned about, the phrasing of some things that the council members are saying. He's doing what an incredibly intelligent business person who doesn't have a secretary doing it for him. He's meticulous about who he's dealing with. And since these people are the top of this continent, he's making sure that he knows what he can do and what he can't. Okay. Muddle, you politely uh, excuse yourself and you have to sort of like uh, shimmy your way uh, across some people's laps 
as you are coming uh, in <laughs> into the hallway. And uh, just as you are about to hit uh, the large, now closed double doors uh, into the uh, uh, council area, uh, or out of the council area, um, a... <laughs> An usher actually stops you and sort of like puts his hands on his knees and leans in a little bit. He's like, you need to go to the bathroom, buddy. Yes. All right. All right. Let me take you there. Oh. Uh, and, and he offers you his hand. Papa will go along. <laughs> sure this th- is a kidnapper. <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. Not a problem. Uh, and so, yeah, the usher leads you out of the council chambers uh, and to a nearby restroom um, where... What is it that you do? I'm just uh, re- re-upping my altar self. So I'm like casting it again. Wonderful. Um, and all the spell slots will be used up. <laughs> just on I, altar I'm self. Use, I'm going to use literally all my spell slots, even my sorcery points on this. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey. Uh, I, got, I, got, I can do this seven hours, baby. I don't care. Hey, Muddle, just just for, uh, is this a first level spell or? Oh, shit. It's a second level spell. <laughs> Oh no! Is that two? That's two. That's two rolls. Oh my god! Do this to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck! Both of them hit because you know why? Why don't they? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, no, just just the once, uh, because you can only do it once a day. But yeah, it's once a day. Uh, you can only. Suffer the consequences of this uh, once a day. I am keeping track. I am okay. keeping track of how many times you fail it. Oh, okay. But the consequences, some, since some of those consequences are pretty extreme, um, I am keeping track of how many times you fail it, but I'm only allowing it to happen uh, uh, once a day. Okay. All right. Hold up here. Awesome. Uh, Cool. I cast all my first level spells at the same time centered on, my, on myself. <laughs> so this usher's going to think this is a really bad shit. <laughs> oh no. This is Firebolt. This is Friends. This is Mage Hand. This is Message. This is Minor Illusion. Shocking Grasp and Vicious Mockery. <laughs> oh no. Tasha's hideous laughter. This poor guard. <laughs> And it's oh, no. no, those are my cantrips. I'm, I, it's no, blessed. yeah, you're, you're you're looking at cantrips. I'm looking at the first level. This is bless. <laughs> this is bless. Comprehend languages, cure wounds, detect magic, healing word, um, identify magic missile. Tasha today's oh. laughter, which bolt? Oh no, muddle. <laughs> well, this poor through. guard. <laughs> this poor man. And or popo. <laughs> Please let me be alone in the bathroom. We just hear like, just okay. the most Popo violent just, shit out of this child. I was just wondering the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, this, this is a bathroom for one person. Like it, it's not one of those uh, bathrooms for multiple people. Okay. So they're, yeah, yeah. It's basically a hallway and individual bathrooms. Okay, okay. I, all right. I'm laughing so much it hurts. Oh my God. Big yike. Big yike. <laughs> Um, now Paul has to think about what the consequences are going to look like. Okay, first of all, Popo, give me a d20 roll, just a straight d20 roll. Uh, okay, d20 it is. If I can get to the right website, there we go. And drum roll, it's a four. No. Okay, 
So oh, no. <laughs> this doesn't sound good. So my blessed, hopefully. Nope. Um, okay. So um, the usher walks away after he realizes that Popo is with uh, this this child that he thought he was taking care of, but uh, didn't need to. So he steps uh, uh, away and and heads back to the council chambers. Popo, you are now waiting in the hallway outside of the bathroom uh, for Metal to do whatever they need to do inside. And then all of a sudden you start laughing, chuckling. Oh, no. Uh-oh. And then that chuckling gets a little worse. And then it's real bad. You can't stop laughing and you're not 100% sure why you even started laughing. All of a sudden, the door to the bathroom explodes open as, uh, what, three magic missiles oh, no. slam into it, causing the bathroom door to sail across the hallway and hit the wall on the far side. At the same time, uh, <laughs> a purple uh, bolt of energy and lightning shoots out of the open now open doorway uh, and just disintegrates the door uh, that that has hit the other side of the hallway. Muddle. Yeah. The toilet that is inside here <laughs> was created about six uh, six hundred or so miles away uh, from the dwarven capital. Uh, they are master toilet craftsmen, and they have been making toilets for about five hundred years. Uh, you know this. You know this toilet, of course, because you cast Identify on the toilet. You know this toilet um, as uh, the toilet of uh, many wonders. Um, oh, no! It is a magical toilet. Uh, I will tell you that. It is a, a uh, divination uh, toilet. Uh, I, <laughs> is there anything else that I need to do with the tech magic? I can't remember. Divination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the stuff penetrates most he barriers. Knows the, <laughs> he knows the poop before the poop. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> uh, so the toilet is unharmed. This toilet is, as I said, masterly crafted. Uh, but you do bless it, which is good. <laughs> Jesus God, Christ. I'm so happy I viewed more magic into this magic toy. <laughs> Uh, of course, just before uh, uh, you exit the bathroom, there's a sink next to it, uh, and there's a small sign on it that uh, in common says, please wash your hands, but it also has a number of different other languages uh, that at one point you couldn't read, but now you can read it. In nine different languages, Goblin, Orc, uh, Garuda, uh, uh, Dwarven, Halfling, it all says the same thing. Please wash your hands. At least they got a good translator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the cacophony of noises uh, finally ends. Uh, Popo, you are still laughing. I'm going to need a wisdom wisdom saving throw. So what that means uh, is that uh, underneath... Uh, the numbers, like it says strength, dexterity, and all that stuff. Underneath that is another box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, next to WIS, you have a plus five. Go ahead and click that plus five for me. Uh, this is for wisdom, you said? 
Yes. All right. That is a 22 with the plus five. 22. Uh, at, at about the same time that uh, you start laughing and start doubling over, your mind actually reels and, and you're like, wait, why am I laughing? This is ridiculous. And so you you finally compose yourself. And it's about that time that Muddle, uh, now disguised as a child, uh, comes back out into the hallway um, next to the nearly disintegrated bathroom door. Uh <laughs> And, what happened to the guard again? Uh, there was no guard. It was only an usher. And the usher actually uh, makes it about halfway back, hears the explosion of the bathroom <laughs> door, uh, and runs back to see uh, the child standing in the doorway of this bathroom uh, and Popo now composing himself um, from uh, almost uh, doubling over in laughter. And the usher says, is is everything okay? Yes, yeah. everything is fine. It was bad pancakes. I'm really sorry. Have you ever seen a kid go through bad pancakes? It's horrible. Uh, you should have seen my kitchen last week. Uh, I had well, to clean everything. The kitchen. I have IBS. I'm really sorry. It's okay. It's okay, Muddle. We don't have to talk about it. Let's go. Let's go back to the meeting. And you walk past him as he is just slack-jawed and dumbfounded, just staring at the destruction uh, that apparently a poop caused. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear him calling for uh, uh, a custodian to come and figure out the next step. Because <laughs> they hear that in the chamber hall. Yeah, did we hear any kind uh, of intelligence? No. <laughs> no, it's a bit okay. too far away for any of that. Um, if if there were other spells on that list, you would have heard something. But no, you, you guys were much farther away from than 30 feet. So. Uh, I think the only one you didn't put, that you forgot on there was cure wounds. Did I cure wounds the toilet? Uh, no, uh, but you do feel a little bit healthier. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I don't think you took any damage from your last fight, but if you did, it no. would have been gone. Uh, healing word, same, same. Oh, actually, Muddle, or, uh, uh, Popo, um, you feel a little bit better. Like, like, uh, the, the chest wound, uh, is, is even slightly, uh, more, uh, healed up now. Uh, and Ooh. I guess that is, that is literally it. Yeah, I, I covered everything, right? I comprehend, like, okay, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whoa, that was a lot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Silas, Dax, Loop, uh, you guys are still listening to just this drone of uh, nonsense going on. Um, I won't lie, Dax is probably trying really hard not to fall asleep. <laughs> Understandable. Can you give me a constitution check? Sure fucking can. <laughs> Loop is asleep. <laughs> Loop just fucking unfolded. I will say that Dax... Dax is also asleep. Okay, what'd you roll? Natural one. Nice. Oh my god. Can can Silas find like realize he's fallen asleep and yeah, just like yeah. like nudge him a little bit? Like, dude. like actively snoring and drooling. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the he's doing the dad thing. He has his legs uh, stretched all the way straight out. He has his like hands on he's his stomach and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like jab him with my elbow. He would recline. <laughs> holding, holding an imaginary drink that isn't there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm jabbing him with my elbow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Dax, you are rudely awakened, uh, awoken by uh, uh, <laughs> a jab in the side by Silas. Um, <laughs> Pay attention. I don't. So boring. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, eventually, you guys hear Longgrass's name being called. Longgrass is ushered uh, to the front 
um, and uh, stands on a podium where you've seen a dozen or so other people standing, uh, giving their testimony or uh, recounting whatevers uh, to uh, to the council. And now uh, Longgrass stands there. You see he hesp. Stand up, the goblin female. She stands up and she addresses uh, Longgrass in the most formal way possible using his entire name, uh, Tavar Longgrass, uh, and uh, recognizes that he is a member of the Frontier Fortune Foundation. Um, And you see at the word member of the Frontier's Fortune Foundation, you see like him tense a little bit because he's not the member. He's the fucking founder. But he's not going to, he's going to stay calm. He's trying to stay calm. Um, eventually, after the sort of pomp and circumstance of introducing uh, Tavar Longgrass, um, that is when Obodan stands and basically stares Longgrass down and eventually says, We have given you land on this place, allowed you to do whatever you feel like you should do here. And you repay this council with chaos. You allow your employees to go into restricted areas, causing who knows what kind of damage. And Tavar takes a deep breath and he says, With all due respect, Obodan, the rest of the council members, I was unaware that my employees were unable or it was illegal for them to go to old Frontier's Landing. This is when Enbron slams his fist on the table and says, Old Frontier's Landing is a scar on the very continent and you come in here with your money and your dreams of grandeur and you think you can just step all over our heritage. And Longgrass takes another deep breath and he says, As I said before, I was unaware that my employees were going to Old Frontier's Landing. And just before Eberron starts up again, he uh, Longgrass actually holds up a hand and says, Now, I understand that that area is off limits. However, I would remind the council that the money that the Frontier's Fortune Foundation has already brought far exceeds any other business in the area. Not to mention the potential investment that this council, as well as Frontier's Landing herself, has made into the success of my and my colleagues' adventures and endeavors. This is when Andrea finally stands up. Um, Enbron sits down slowly watching her stand. And she says, Mr. Longgrass, we appreciate the things that you have brought to this continent and to Frontier's Landing herself. However, me and my colleagues of the Council, as well as the citizens of Old Frontier's Landing, do demand and, oh, frankly, we need answers. Who do we speak to to get these answers as to why they went to Old Frontier's Landing? Why the once dormant lighthouse now stands completely functional again? What did they see then? And this is when Longgrass nods and looks back at Silas and Dax. Says, well, to be honest, council members, I am incapable of answering those questions. I am unprepared for such a deep dive into what exactly happened, as I was not there. However, we do have Sergeant Dax Ulrich here, and um, I believe Dax can shed some light onto what exactly transpired in Old Frontier's Land. Longgrass steps down off of the podium, looking back at Dax. Silas is gonna expectantly. Silas is gonna pass Dax a uh, that Silas prepared the night before. Can I can I just type it to her? You could do whatever you want. Okay. Appreciate the the uh, 
the diplomatic one writing a speech for him that he was unprepared to make. I feel like Longgrass could have, you know, warned warned us, warned Dax. <laughs> well, to be fair, he kind of did a couple days ago. He said that you guys would have to account for the things that you did in Old okay, Frontier's but Dax, Landing. But listen, Dax was unaware that he would have to do the accounting. <laughs> well, <laughs> considering who Silas... That, that's right, Popo was there. He, he could have chosen Popo. Um, but for a handful of reasons, he didn't. One of those reasons being um, that, uh, you know, Popo, he was just shot by an assassin. And Longgrass doesn't know whether or not uh, the council knows uh, about uh, that ass- assassination attempt. Cool, cool, convenient. And, and to be fair, to be fair, Dax is the father of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you did. Uh, but yeah, Longgrass wasn't going to ask Muddle to do it. Um, and, you know, Loop Loop wasn't there. He wasn't going to ask his favorite uh, Elryla to do it. This seems pointed. I'm feeling bullied. <laughs> hey, he, ran, he doesn't choose everyone. But Dax, <laughs> everyone <laughs> Dax feels bullied. <laughs> the dad life is chosen. By uh, well, I think that... Uh, uh, Katie just sent Marisa a message if you want to. Yes, yeah. So uh, da- thanks, Silas, for uh, could have passed him the note earlier, but he he's just going to go with it. Silas was half um, expecting to be called up himself. Sorry. That's This is fine. This is fine. See, Dax doesn't blame Silas for this, keeping his eye on long grass. But all right, fine. Dax, Dax will go and do the diplomacy thing that he has mentioned to Longgrass multiple times that he does not want to do. So, uh, so you, you pass Longgrass. argue with him. If, if any council members try to argue with him, you have taken your own life into your hands here, Longgrass. <laughs> uh, Longgrass uh, nods up at you um, with sort of a knowing like, yeah, my bad. Uh, and uh, sits sits <laughs> back down dagger. next to Silas. Um, and Dax, you are uh, front and center in front of oh. all of the all council. Right. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dax will just address them. The Godwins were interested in investigating the disappearance of one of their ships many years ago. Although they were unaware of the restrictions of the area, the fact remains that the ship belongs to the Godwin Kingdom, and thus the Godwin royal family has vested interest in what became of their ship and their crew. The Godwins express their sincerest apologies for causing inconvenience and pray that the council see fit to show leniency due to the circumstances. So you look up to the council members after saying this, um, and a handful of them know that you're reading this from a note, and... I don't know how they know that. I didn't didn't do any charisma check for that or anything. (laughs) Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. Give me a charisma check. Rolling at 20, rolling at 20, rolling at 20, rolling at 20, rolling at 20. Oh my god, I fucking did. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I swear, I'm going to take a picture of fuck. it because, like, Get fucking fuck. shit, dude. I was going to I was gonna argue for advantage if you didn't and be like, oh, no, because it's I coming from Silas. did. <laughs> okay, uh, so they don't notice that you're reading this. Uh, it, it might look like uh, like you're hanging your head down, right? Uh, and you have the note in your cupped hands. Uh, you're reading it, but it looks like you're being solemn and you're being sorry, like you were punished, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So they don't notice that you are reading this. Um, however, one of the council I like, members. I'm so sorry. I was going to say I would like to, put, to point out that my charisma modifier is a plus two. <laughs> very good. Very good. So Just 22. Say, yeah, 22. <laughs> Great. Uh, so one of the council members, Enbron, of course, Enbron Sill, um, sort of like smirks a little bit and shakes his head. He's like, did you say the Godwin Kingdom? I did. And um, now 
I understand that uh, looking at the uh, schedule for tonight's uh, council meeting, we do have an appointment to make uh, for the liaison to the Godwin Kingdom. Is that, uh, is that your charge, Mr. Ulrich? That's correct. I'm sorry, Sergeant Ulrich. Is that your charge? That's correct. I see. And just for our records, uh, his name was? Dax knows the answer to this, but I forgot. Because Silas has gone by like three different names. Give me an me to in, say it? Give me an insight check. Nope. Give me an insight oh, check. I, I, Dax would know this. I will Come give on, you now. an insight check with advantage. Okay. <laughs> I dropped one. Advantage is plus one. <laughs> no. Um, that would be, what is my answer? Uh, 18. Okay. Go ahead. Killian Siren. <laughs> ah, Yes. That is what I see here. Good, good. Now, Ms. Uh, Sergeant Ulrich, I um, understand that uh, Mr. Siren was with you that night. Yes. Can you um, explain to me and the rest of the council members why uh, the long-dormant lighthouse is uh, now active and apparently uh, better than ever working? I wish I had the answer to that. And did you happen to find this lost Godwin ship of yours? There was a ship in the harbor. And did it belong to the Godwins? I'm assuming yes. Do I have to roll an insight for that too? It did not. Roll an insight. Okay. I guess on. I rolled an 18. Okay, um, fair. But, uh, no, we did not find it. I see. Tragedy, really, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's unfortunate. We'll have to keep looking. Yes, yes, I believe so. Will you be taking this liaison with you? Search for this uh, missing Godwin ship? I don't see how that's any of your business. Well, it is the business of the council to know... What it is their citizens are doing here. To keep, of course, the safety of the rest of the citizenship. No matter, Sergeant. Now, just a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Dex super minds, but go ahead. <laughs> did, um, did you see anything there in Old Frontier's Landing that, um, would have given you pause as to, uh, maybe you shouldn't have been there, or maybe there was something more specific there that, um, well, pertained directly to the Godwins? This, this sounds to me like you're asking me about something specific. So if you're asking me about something, I would like you to say it. I'm, I am a mere sergeant here. All right, Sergeant Ulrich, I will ask plainly, since apparently that is what you need. Hey. Sergeant Ulrich, it is to my understanding that the reason Old Frontier's Landing is the way that it is is because of the Godwin Kingdom. Was there anything there that would make you think otherwise? Or do you come to the same conclusion? Honestly, I can't say either way. I was there to investigate something that the Godwin Kingdom asked me to investigate. All right. So well, if you would like to infer something, you're more than welcome to do it. Daggers. I have daggers in my eyes. Very well, Sergeant. I believe that is it. And he sort of looks around to the other council members who nod. Um, go ahead. Silas and Dax and anybody who necessarily is paying attention to this, go ahead and give me an insight check. <laughs> That's a 10. 16. Uh, Silas, give me that insight. Uh, that's a 22. Five. Okay. Model's not paying attention. Yeah, understandable. And Loop, <laughs> as we know, Loop is is dreaming. <laughs> she is having a wonderful, wonderful Dreamful sleep. Dreamful time. <laughs> Um, Loop says, I want, to go to, I want to go to the council meeting and passes out there. Popo <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is slightly aware. <laughs> He's like, what he is all this talking well. for? Yeah. Um, okay. Silas, you notice this perfectly. Uh, and you see that Longgrass notices it as well. Arak, the Garuda council member, is looking bashful, shameful, as if what's going on right now is wrong. Am I going to hear violins? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. <clears throat> no. I better not. 
Um, with with a twenty two, actually, I'll I'll give you. You can tell that Iraq disagrees one hundred percent with the conclusion that the uh, the council has made. Well, he's basically blaming the frontiers. Uh, well, the council rather. Oh, I see. Is ba- I, I see. What you mean. Yeah, yeah. Blaming the Frontiers Fortune Foundation for what happened, uh, and then tangentially blaming the Godwin Kingdom for what. Uh, used to happen. Anyway, so after uh, the nods of approval, uh, Sill sort of allows you with a gesture, Dax, to depart uh, from the pedestal. Thanks. <laughs> he appreciates that. He's gonna he's gonna take that immediately. <laughs> uh, so you step off and you get back uh, onto your chair. You see that some of the council members uh, are now writing notes, uh, and eventually. Uh, they stop, and uh, the crier ca- uh, calls out uh, something very official. Uh, he says that it is time now uh, for the naming of the first liaison to uh, Omindia uh, to be recognized by the council. Um, and they say uh, Killian Siren. Siren. Killian Siren. I'm forgetting how many names you have. I've only had two. You guys are nuts. Check, Paul. It's literally just been Killian Bones and Killian Siren. Killian Siren. Well, you also have your real name. Well, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, Killian Siren, uh, please approach uh, the podium. Cool. I do. Um, and you see that. Uh, let's go for Aiden. Aiden Kaspar. Kaspar. Kaspar stands up. Um, and in his um, most gravelly and French-sounding voice, says, Killian Kaspar. Killian, I'm sorry, what is your name? Siren. Siren. Killian Siren. Welcome. The council welcomes you to Omindia. And a handful of, like, claps. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. (laughs) And he sits down. uh, And this is when... Enburn Sill stands up and says, Mr. Um, Siren, right? Is it? I'm sorry, our paperwork here with uh, your information is, is quite, uh, quite all over the place. A handful of uh, papers say that your name is Killian Bones, and a handful of your paperwork says uh, Siren. I'm just, um, is Bones a, uh, a pseudonym, or is it a... Um, a joke. A joke, I see. Well, it is uh, interesting that a, um, a member of your standing is uh, making uh, jokes on uh, official documents. But it is Siren, correct? Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, well. Um, now, uh, you have uh, come here as a liaison to the Godwin Kingdom, am I correct? Yes. Okay, all right. Um, and your role here exactly is uh, to what end? So, hang on, side note. I asked you about three weeks ago what exactly the liaison was in this world, and you never told me. I did. <laughs> no, you didn't, because I would have written it down. You see, didn't have, I have anything to write it down. I with. did. I did though, because I I wrote in here what is in a liaison, and I did not. I, there is nothing there. What is a liaison in your world? Liaison in my world is a very similar thing to liaison in the real world. That still doesn't answer anything. What it is is uh, liaison is the go between between uh, governments. Um, you are the embedded uh, power representative. representative power, whatever you want okay. to call it, uh, in a given land. You are basically if uh, a Dutch, a duchess or a duke or, you know, if someone was making a 
trip to Omindia, the first place that they would go, would be your place because you know all of the people, all of the restaurants, all of the way, the the things to do and the things to see, and mm-hmm. you also have a direct line of communication with the local government. Okay. In this case, the council. I'm here to represent the Godwin royal fam while I'm here in Omindia. I see, and and just representation. Representation. Right. Right. And studying our history. I see. Oh. Noble pursuit. However, myself and a number of the other council members are quite um, perplexed by your relationship with the Frontiers Fortune Foundation. I understand that Sergeant Dax uh, Ulrich, who had uh, just given his testimony against what happened in Old uh, Frontiers Landing, um, he is under your direct employ. But he is also under the direct employ of a Mr. Teva Longgrass. And you come into play where? The original relationship between myself and Mr. Longgrass was meant to be less pulp, shall we say. Mm, I see. I see. Well, you see, that does present a problem. Because in Omindia, we like to be as transparent as possible. And the way we do why that... you were given the letter. Yes, and we do appreciate correspondence from your, um, the king, Godwin, of course, and, uh, your, your, uh, uh, well, Princess Regina, I, I'm so confused. Your, uh, Thailand lineage is so confusing nowadays, don't you think? Anyway, so, um, we're just trying to piece together the what's and who's and why for? I'm here to represent the Godwin family on I, anything they might find interesting. I appreciate you repeating yourself for the records. It is important, right? But um, we have worries that the the presence of a liaison in Omindia presents a couple of challenges, you see, because we here in Omindia do not recognize the power of the Thailand Kingdom or the Thadian Kingdoms or any powers of, well, the entirety of Dolenshine, to be honest. We are an independent Content. We do not need the presence of the old world's kings. And so, we humbly suggest that while you stay here in Omindia, make sure to mind your P's and your Q's. That under advice. It is good that you would. Well, on to the matter, don't you think? It is time. And uh, a gavel is struck and... Uh, I rolled a 15 to not be pissed off. <laughs> Uh, and an, uh, uh, the town crier takes center stage and starts speaking, listing your official title here in Amindia. Are you going to write that out for me so I can add it to Silas's list of titles? <laughs> it's basically just a truncated version of your title. Um, you're basically uh, Killian uh, Siren, the liaison of the uh, Thailand kingdoms. Uh, you're not even given the Godwin Kingdom specificity. That's fine. Uh, the liaison to the Thailand Kingdoms and Old Dolenshine. Specifically, Old Dolenshine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm heated. Silas is keeping it together, which is impressive. The gavel is struck again, and the town crier says, thank you for uh, attending the 45th council chambers uh and you know he gives his thanks but most people aren't listening as they start to file out um this uh, yeah exactly loop i was just about to say uh the the second gavel strike wakes loop out of her sleep uh and people start uh filing out what are you guys doing uh silas by the way is not visibly angry but he does leave extremely quickly uh Longgrass actually takes your hint and is sort of just a couple paces behind you, only only slowed by the fact that your legs are longer than his. 
Um, and Dax yeah. is also very quick to leave because he's, uh, I only rolled a 10 to not be pissed off, so Dax needs to go. <laughs> like, I think it's that kind of anger for Silas that, like, on the outside, he looks totally fine, but, like, his heart is fucking racing and it's just like, ooh, one more thing, just one more fucking thing. Cool, 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 cool. Um, before, af- after they get a little bit further, Dax is going to grab Longgrass by the arm and say, if you do that to me again without warning, I swear I'm going to deck you. I didn't have a choice, Dax. Are you kidding me? I'm in hot water, too. My entire company is on the line. And if... Uh, you know what? Let's you not discuss this here. huh? Let's not discuss this here. We are quite close to the, 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 the chamber. How about we go back to the mansion? So just give me a goddamn warning next time. Uh, he starts heading off towards the mansion. Uh, Muddle, Popo. <laughs> Muddle, Popo, and uh, Loop, what are you guys doing? Is it almost time for me to let we go back to the bathroom? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're getting real close now. The other bathroom? Just like an outhouse on the way there. Yeah. About, ha- about halfway back to the to the, to the man- manor, Dax goes, shit, muddle. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around Popo and runs back. Popo is still with muddle. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, Popo and muddle, you guys get to another bathroom. Uh, and as, <laughs> as you're getting closer to the uh, council's bathrooms, um, you notice that like four or five custodians and uh, the usher are just like looking at the just wreckage of the bathroom uh, and like scratching their heads as to how a poop could do this. Um, Especially when it doesn't even smell like poop and like, there's no trace of it. Uh, and you decide actually to find like a different set of bathrooms uh, to uh, do your, your spell casting in. Um, (laughs) yeah, go ahead and roll me on wild magic. Come on, D and D beyond. (laughs) All right. It's 15. Okay, cool. Nothing Nothing happens. Cool. 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 Uh, sweet. So, uh, yeah. Uh, muddle and Popo, you guys are exiting out, uh, of the council's, um, uh, hall and onto the city streets. Uh, loop. Are you following along with them? Yeah, she'll follow behind slowly. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, you're sort of still waking up from your, uh, honestly, kind of nice nap that you had. <laughs> where's uh, Where's Silas in this? Uh, Silas is, is I guess, behind Dax. It depends on how, no, I guess you'd be in front of Dax because of how quickly you yeah. just fucked yeah. off from there. Uh, for sure. Dax looking for his child right now. <laughs> yeah, Dax, Dax doubled Dax. back and uh, went to find Muddle. So it goes Silas, Longgrass, and then, then whoever. The, the rest of them, for sure. Um, so yeah, Dax, you do find Muddle. He's with uh, Popo, and you see Loop sort of uh, sluggishly trailing uh, behind. Silas, you're your first to the mansion. What are you doing? I guess I'll locate whichever fucking room they gave me. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you open your door and there you are. Cool. You're in your room. Um, Dax and uh, Longgrass, you guys get back at about the same time. Uh, and you see Longgrass sort of pacing, waiting for Dax 
uh, to come in. Yeah. Um, and uh, he looks up at you and says, look, I'm sorry, right? I didn't, I thought it might have been a possibility that w- they would have called you forward. I didn't know that Ebron was going to be such a fucking asshole. You you could have had, he's, he's a bureaucrat. Of course, he's going to be a fucking asshole. Not, yeah, not all bureaucrats are like him. Anyway. In my experience, all bureaucrats are fucking assholes. I suppose. Look, I need, I need some time, but in about two hours, we need a company meeting. We need to figure some things out. All right? All right. All right. And he heads back behind the pedestal for Seeker and uh, behind the stairs where his office is. Um, uh, before he goes in there, Dax will call to him. I wasn't lying, you know. Next time you do that to me, I will deck you. Uh, you hear a door close. I just wanted him to know. For sure. Uh, Silas, what are you doing in your room? I think the first thing I do is I reread that fucking note that Philia Delinea gave me which was basically nothing. She might as well have just ignored me. I'm going to let myself be angry for a minute. Um, I have a fucking temper and it's really hard not to give in to that a little bit. So something got broken, probably. Sure. Um, But after all of that. What got broken exactly? <laughs> I just I just I don't quite know. But something like if there's like a cup or something in his room, it went against it. It's against the wall. OK. So you toss this cup against the wall and it shatters into countless pieces. And when you look back at it, it is 100% fine. That makes me matter. On the ground. <laughs> that pisses me off more. <laughs> I don't know why, but now that cup has to die. Why did it do that? Why did it fucking do that? Magic. God damn it's it. Silas the Barbarian now? <laughs> no, no, I'm just pissed. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's the magic within the, um, <laughs> within the mansion itself. I hate this fucking mansion. I hate long grass. Okay. <laughs> Technically, this was Andros, but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then. That, that is with you on that one. Uh, takes extra long to calm down then. But afterwards, I'm going to look back through the journal that I have. I'm going to look at the map that long grass gave everybody. And I think I'm not going to say what else I'm thinking about right now. What to. Okay. For sure. Muddle, by the time you uh, get to the area where uh, the mansion is, the, the long... Popo's with them. What's that? Yeah. Popo's with Muddle. Yeah. Um, got it. Okay. Um, so this is when about the time that uh, your spell, even your new, your newest alter self spell is starting to fizzle. Uh, and eventually you sort of let it go uh, as you're getting closer and closer to your little bungalow and to the mansion. Uh, Popo, you see this uh, uh, white magical dust almost coming off of Muddle uh, as you see, you know, wings starting to form and a beak starting to form uh, and feathers starting to to make themselves known. Um, yeah. Uh, Loop, you also see this as you're sort of trailing behind uh, watching the procession of either tired, angry, or nervous uh, individuals making their way back towards the mansion. Hobo, this is when you see Pater, the incredibly tall, lanky archer uh, guard uh, that has been with you off and on um, every time you get to uh, the cauldron's pit or to uh, the mansion. He greet he 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 looks at you directly and sort of hurries his step towards you and says uh mr Faro, uh the guard captain ryloff he he really needs to speak with you he's in the um he's in the he's in the cave up the hill in regard to what to your assassination attempt i believe i will be there momentarily i want to make sure that muddle is okay first and then i'll make my way towards them all right yeah 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 uh this is actually the first time that he regards 
uh, Muddle um, and says, oh, everything okay, Muddle? Uh, yes. Okay. No lie. <laughs> All right. Um, sure. And he actually, like, he's clearly frazzled, so he's not really, it's not that he doesn't care. It's that he has other things on his mind. <coughs> uh, so, yeah, you guys are getting closer to uh, either the bungalow or to uh, the mansion proper. What's uh, what's Muddle doing? Uh, I'll go hang out with everyone else right now. Okay, so you guys make your way into the mansion, uh, and you see that it's it's basically just it's basically just Dax chilling there, um, very dad like, hands on hips, uh, sort of just like head low. What are you guys doing? All of us. Um, uh, no, Dax, Muddle, Popo. Cool. Uh, uh, Muddle's just gonna like slowly go in, read the vibe of the room, and be like, uh, I'm just not gonna say anything right now. Yeah, like everybody needs to go take a nap until Longgrass calls us again. <laughs> <laughs> take a short rest. <laughs> So it's early in the morning, but we all need a fucking nap. Except Loop. Loop is probably fine. Yeah, Loop. Loop is uh, Loop is great, probably. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Not sure why everybody's so stressed. <laughs> Good looking out, new friends. Good looking out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, it looks Popo, it looks like Muddle is as good as they are going to be for a little while. Um, do you want to head out or what's up? Popo's going to say something to Muddle. It's sort of a whisper. And then Popo's also going to speak to Dax in regard to what happened. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> All right, Muddle, remember this. If I teach you anything within time of being here, and I'm not your teacher, but always go to Dax for any information. If you have something you need to say. I already Speaking do that, time. but thank you. <laughs> Popo then goes to Dax. <laughs> Dax, I need to inform you on the incident which occurred. Uh, yeah, Popo, what's up? Uh, long story short, bathroom went flying. Uh, what? The toilet went flying. Muddle's going to be like, I don't have to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Popo just says... Popo just taps. Oh, no, this on is Muddle. This is interesting. This is this is interesting. What? Yes, um, Muddle will have a little bit more of an explanation to go forward with that. But there's something else I need to inform you about. I, I feel like this toilet thing should pro- probably should. Uh, okay. Uh, nah, it's, it's a less of a concern. Don't worry, Muddle can tell you. Is it? Okay. I don't really want to tell you. If anything, Dax, just just know this: Muddle is very embarrassed on the situation, and in time she will go. Or they will go and talk to you. Oh. Okay. But okay. in regard to that, uh, I came upon when this was happening, immediate laughter, uh-huh. Are... which, okay, which knowing, I mean, of course, a bathroom or a toilet flying is absolutely hilarious. Yes. But it was not something that I would usually laugh at. Okay. So Great. we may need to be careful for future reference. No something more or someone may be watching bathrooms? us. No more flying bathrooms? Got it. I uh, muddle. No more flying bathrooms. I'll try. <laughs> That wasn't what I was... Okay. All right. Well, anyways, just informed you on that. I'm going to head out. Sounds good. All right. So... Dax is fully bewildered. Thank you, Popo. <laughs> I love what it. I do. Especially because, like, <laughs> Muddle knows 100% why Popo started laughing, because they prepared that spell that day. Sorcerers don't prepare spells. Oh, right. You don't prepare spells. You just know them. Yeah. But, I mean, you know exactly what spell that was. Uh-huh. So, like, <laughs> you could have said something, but you didn't, and I like it. Anyway, Popo, you head out of the mansion and head uh, north, sort of following um, Pater. Um, this is a pretty far away, like, you basically circumvent uh, half of the lake to get up to these uh, sort of craggly hills. Um, and then you start seeing evidence that uh, this was once an active mine. Uh, sort of minecart tracks and things like that. And then you see the entrance 
to the mine, and Pater uh, lets you in uh, by moving a uh, pretty substantial uh, piece of uh, wood that is covering the entrance. Inside, it's very uh, dark, dusty. Um, there is a lot of uh, broken tools and broken uh, uh, equipment and uh, unfinished this or... Uh, halfway finished that, uh, scattering down this long, darkened hallway until uh, near the end you see uh, a magically lit light. At the end of this hallway is a slight turn, and then Pater sort of like directs you into this like antechamber off uh, another chute and down a little bit. You're getting deeper and deeper into this abandoned mine. Um, until at last you hear what sounds like smacking. Pater then stops and directs you forward uh, into the mine deeper where a shaft of light um, from a room is uh, illuminating your path. When you get there, you turn the corner and you see Ryla, someone you've maybe met once or twice. He's shirtless, sweating, and covered in blood. Tied to a chair, covered in even more blood, is the Crimson Scales assassin was sent to kill. What do you do? I just laugh it off. All right. Ryloff hears you sort of chuckle and looks up and he's like, ah, Mr. Farrow, it is uh, good that you made it here. I wasn't sure how long this one would last. <clears throat> now, um, this isn't the one that shot you. He's already given me that information, but, um, well, he knows why you were shot, and I felt like I needed to speak to you about it. Is that all right with you, Mr. Fruit? Uh, you took away all the fun. I was going to interrogate you. Yes, I, uh, I figured I should be the one to do it. You, uh, were, well, you were near death, boy. It's a scary place to be. I've been there a handful of times myself. This one! And he sort of, uh, lightly pats the face of this just destroyed, uh, captive that you have. This one has an interesting story, and I think I would, um, well, I think I would like to hear it, uh, better told with you here. You see, I've had my suspicions about you, Mr. Farrow. I wasn't sure, but I needed to do my own digging, you see. Anyone who works with Mr. Longgrass needs to be properly vetted, and I am a profession. There were a handful of missing pieces that, well, I knew was gonna take weeks or maybe even months, maybe longer, to get, until this idiot and his band of quite dead assassins came for you. Mr. Faroe, do you know who you are? Just a man who's a priest, man of the faith. I see. You came from Fade, right? Living with your uncle? That is correct. Did you ever know your mother? No, did not. That is, uh, tragic. Because your mother, as far as I know, is still alive and relatively happy. I don't know if she will be for long. What do you mean? This son of a bitch, and he smacks the Crimson Scales guy again. Well, he knows your secret, and now I know that secret too. Would you like to know who you are, Mr. F Popo is very, uh, enraged with not knowing his own secret. <laughs> Just out of frustration, but he nods. Well... You are the bastard son of King Pike. You are the rightful heir, if and when your father dies, to the Pike Lands, the second of the three kingdoms of the Thailand Lands. And this failed assassination attempt, well, it's proof that your father, in his wisdom, does not see it fit for you to have the king. I see. Mr. Farrow, I have made a handful of assurances back in Dolensheim. This is one of the reasons why your companion, El Ryla, is no longer here. She may not be for a number of days, but um, we have agents in Pike 
that are desperately trying to find your mother, bring her here to keep us, well, to keep her safe. Is that all right with you, Mr. Farouk? That is quite all right. Just make sure no one else knows about this. Erase it from anyone who may know or may want to know. Of course. It stays between the Frontier Fortunes Foundation and, frankly, just between me and the guards for now. Now, Mr. Farouk, I'm from Pike. I was born and raised there. I fought for the Pike militia. I fought for the... The Pike armies. In time, you will be my king. Right now, I will, well, as much as I can, swear fealty to you. Is that all right, Mr. Farouk? Just make sure to keep it casual. We don't want other people knowing or suspecting of such. We need to make sure that every corner is checked from this. That is wise. I would also suggest one more thing. Mr. Longgrass, in just a little while, will be speaking with the rest of the company, the Frontiers Fortune Foundation. He'll be suggesting that everyone, well, take time away from Frontiers Landing for a while. I suggest you go with keep yourself safe. And it would let us have a little more time to put things together to keep you and your mother safe. Duly noted. And one more question for you. Of course. If you can, leave a secret note for Silas. To let him know? Yes. So, uh, Ryloff looks at you, nods, and says, That should probably be a good idea, considering um, your shared heritage, so to speak. All right, I have one more question for you, Mr. Faroe. Yes. What would you like me to do with this one? Leave him here with me. As you wish. And Ryloff steps away. So, Popo, I have an idea as to what you're going to do. Um, if that idea is wrong... Let me know, but otherwise we're going to move on. Uh, what is the idea that you're thinking? That you're going to torture the fuck out of this guy? No. No? What are you going to do? Just give him a message. Okay. What's that message? Well, I'm going to encase the cave that we're in, the little part that we're in, with some fire. All right. And show him that, if anything, you should tread carefully where he goes. Silver Tongue Audio.